Hi, it's Taylor. Quickly jumping in before the episode starts to let you know that we've changed our name and are now Sisters Assemble. You can find our updated social handles in the show notes. Enjoy the show! Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Let's Talk Marvel Fan Theories podcast. I'm Taylor. And I'm Katie, and we're two sisters and borderline obsessed Marvel fans who have been following the Marvel Cinematic Universe closely for years. And now we want to share our MCU discussions with you. We chat about our own predictions and theories, plus some of our favorites from online, and our reactions to all of the Marvel content that's considered MCU canon, including the Disney Plus shows and the movies, as well as the Marvel news you need to know. Happy New Year, Let's Talk Marvel Fan Theories fans! We have a doozy of a first episode of 2022 for you today. We're going to be diving headfirst into the multiverse coming out of No Way Home, and of course, that shocking second end credit scene, which was the Multiverse of Madness trailer. So Katie, I know there are a few things on our list we want to talk about. What is top of your list on the multiverse? Well, personally, I just want to quick add in, too. To be fair, 2021 was technically the year of the multiverse. I mean, we saw it in WandaVision to a different extent that we didn't know we, but we did, you know? Obviously, Loki was a huge one for it, and then we finally obviously concluded it with Spider-Man No Way Home. So, we've been building to this moment, I think, for a while now, and obviously, we always knew Doctor Strange of the Multiverse of Madness was going to be about the multiverse. It's in the name. Yeah, like, duh. But we built to this point where we've seen it, we've now actually lived through it. And now Multiverse of Madness is going to be based off of the repercussions. So just wanted to add that in, considering it's not just Spider-Man No Way Home. It's been all the things we've been seeing that are tied, at least mystically, to the MCU, with the exception of Eternals, due to, you know, that's more of an origin. But, you know, we've been seeing a lot of that. So I just want to add that in. But to your point, the very first thing that needs to get pointed out that I think we found out in No Way Home, which is a little weird and off-putting, is that Wong is the Sorcerer Supreme. And, like, logically it makes sense. And, like, Strange basically says, well, you only got the job because I died for five years. True. Like, they needed uh, Sorcerer Supreme, but I guess I never really thought about it. Like, he's Doctor Strange, Sorcerer Supreme. Like, that's who he became in his origin story, and that's who I thought he'd always be. And, like, let's just say, to your point, when we were having an off-mic conversation, Katie, this does not bode well for Wong. <laughs> this no. promotion may spell and, his doom. And I actually have two things based off this topic that I want to address. One being, I'm going to play slightly devil's advocate because you know I'm a Wanda girl, but I'm also going to play Wanda girl in this conversation right now. I've seen some people pointing out, and I also thought about it, how Agatha does point out that Wanda as the Scarlet Witch is more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme. Now she basically name drops him. Yes. Now I'm not docking on Wong, but if she doesn't name drop him, name no. drop. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. If she doesn't. She. It's it's Wong she's referring to, who is the current Sorcerer Supreme. So I'm not saying anything against Wong, but obviously this is why I'm kind of playing devil's advocate because it, it now might open the door to say that you know Doctor Strange might be more powerful than her. Devil's advocate side. Wanda fans had to say absolutely not, but that's super interesting. I, to I point did that not, ca- did not catch that. Yeah. I'm so glad you pointed that because that line now has so much. It's taken so differently because I I love Benedict Cumberbatch. So 
when she said that, I was like, no way. Like, not that I'm, like, super in love with Doctor Strange. I have no problems with him. He's just, like, not, you know, in my top probably five characters. I, I just happen to like the actor. So I was like, no way. But now I'm like, all right, I'm fine with that line because it's not even directly referring to him. But yeah. it also makes sense why she doesn't then name him because at the time we didn't know who the Sorcerer Supreme right. was. We thought well, we, we did. Thought, yeah, yeah, exactly. But we, we didn't actually know. Yeah. yeah. So then my other thing being, which is something I also saw people point out, well, no, this is something I didn't notice. The first one I noticed a little bit, and then when other people, it's like one of those things when other people confirm it, you're like, okay, I'm not going crazy kind of thing. Or like, I didn't just think this up in my head and I thought this happened. Swanavision has been, has is almost a year old. But Don't even I say know. those words to me. I know, I know. <laughs> but the other being, in the trailer at one point, we see Wong looking like he is tied up. And if you look closely at his hands, there is the red hue of Wanda's magic holding him. Chaos magic. She is the only one we've seen use the red chaos magic ever. So it doesn't look like Wanda stays on their side forever. I have been seeing some interesting thoughts and theories on that, to be fair. It's been rumored for a long time that Wanda was going to be the villain. I mean, I think we've been misdirected by trailers enough. I love her, but I'm ready to see her just kind of lose it. And, um, like, further than Westview lose it. <laughs> and I, I wouldn't be surprised if we still saw her swing around to be the villain then later in this film. It makes a lot of sense to me, personally. I'm just thinking, and, like, that totally has merit. So we, we've just rewatched the, the trailer just before watching this, so it was, or recording this, so it was fresh. And, you know, we see two versions of Strange. There's now been a, a third version, Protector Strange, that has gotten gone around online with some concept art. I'm not really sure. There's, like, an action figure related to it, so I'm not really sure where he comes in, or I'm not familiar, as familiar with Doctor Strange in the comics, so I'm not sure what the basis is of that. But counting now, we have three versions of Doctor Strange. The question then becomes, the evil version of Wanda, is that our Wanda? Or is it a different universe as Wanda? Because that is very much a possibility. Well, and actually, with you bringing that up, because we're moving uh, into that direction, if you look at that poster that's been released, the official poster so far, it is three Stranges and two Wandas. Yeah. So, if theoretically there is this third Strange as well, there's nothing to say there isn't another Wanda. I would say, too, personally, as someone who's followed Wanda, and not like no one else hasn't, but as, as a fan of hers... I don't necessarily see Marvel, and now I could be wrong because Marvel's been pulling out different stops that I didn't expect before, especially in Phase 4, but I don't really necessarily think I could see Marvel doing the villain-to-hero-to-villain story with her. Yeah, I was just thinking that she's towed the line before, so I'm kind of like, are people going to be, I guess I'm thinking from like their perspective, are people going to be as invested if she goes back? Well, because what are you going to do? Keep her a villain? Yeah. You're not going to kill her off. Yeah. That's the dumbest move you could do. She's one of the most popular characters and after she's, WandaVision. She's really been coming into her own now. Like, she yeah. was always kind of a side character, I would say, because we still always had the OG six. And so obviously they always kind of were the main focus in phases one through three, regardless. But I don't. Like, you can't make her the villain and then make her the hero, or make her the villain and they do, like, you know what I mean? Like, people are now calling for her to finally have her own movie now that, because of WandaVision, now being in Doctor Strange. I just don't see them making her a villain. What do you do with that? That, and also to get more business meta-focused around rights, 
now, so first of all... Oh, the expo? Yes, yeah. that's where I was going. But I just wanted to say, like, my understanding is the reason that Wanda never got called the Scarlet Witch until WandaVision was because Disney did not have the rights to call her that. They, they had the, the rights, rights to, the to Wanda yeah. and the powers, but not the name, until they bought Fox. So now that they have the rights to fully make her who she is, one... You're going to use her in, what, one show and one movie and then call it a day? I don't think so. And two, her history as, I guess she's a member of the X-Men, X-Men adjacent. She's technically, yeah. I guess, yeah, is technically supposed to be involved with them because that's why Pietro is. And right, and her dad is Magneto. So yeah. it's like she's so involved in those storylines. And now, you know, Marvel has, what, 21 unnamed projects that they're working on that we don't even know about. When you know the X-Men are eventually coming. Yeah, well, there's there's two on the slate that they've told us about that they haven't named yet. And so, it's they're coming. They just want to do it with a big splash. They want to do it the right way. Please, please. <laughs> you know, so I just... And Wanda, in many ways, you know, House of M is a gateway to that. So, to lose her, I just think that's short-sighted, to your point, and I don't see that happening. Yeah, so that's why, like... I, I like the point that you brought up that you've been seeing people talk about that other strange because that means and then you brought up the possibility of another Wanda. I think that bodes me more of, of the direction they move in because I would love to see an evil Wanda. I just don't see it being ours. But I also think to further that point and what would be even more interesting to me, like, so Wanda, obviously she's done the whole villain thing. She's done the hero thing. She's done the whole... I lost the love of my life and my children breakdown thing. Like she seems to be doing well for herself though on her little <laughs> on her little tree farm. Yeah, you know? I mean she seems to have found peace. But what I think would be interesting is for them to go and do an external version of her internal battle, right? So she's constantly battling the things that she's been through and her powers and like learning how to control them and coming into herself. And how interesting would that be to then have that metaphorical internal battle be shown on the outside where she's battling a literal evil version of herself? Well, and what's also kind of interesting is you have to also put this into timeline perspective. If this is after No Way Home, well, No Way Home was around Christmas. Because, yes, oh. it was. Because he puts to, he keeps asking MJ to bring down the decorations of Halloween because it's too close to Christmas. Yeah, I forgot because it starts kind of in the summer and then... It, like, there's, there's like a, a weird, weird time jump yeah. that they never really, like, address, but it's there. Yeah. yeah. But that, so, this is at least around Christmas, if not, we're moving into January, February. We do know Westview happened not that far after the blip, if not, like, pretty, like, a week after. Yeah, so, so this, this is, is quite a few months. Nine, ten months after the whole Westview incident. Minimum. Just about, yeah. So that's why I'm saying, put that in perspective, too, if she wanted to kind of go a little cray-cray, I feel like she would have done it. <laughs> so then here's the bigger question. So we see her calmly picking apples on her farm, just trying to, like, whatever. Is that, okay, is, the, is that the evil one, or is that her? No. Oh, I was thinking I that. Was, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's also a question. My question is, the Wanda we saw at the end credit scene in the woods, is that a evil Wanda or the Wanda, Wanda in the trailer? Because she heard her kids, and I can tell you right now, there's no way that if Wanda hears her kids, she's chilling out picking apples on a farm. Well, that brings up another theory I was seeing as well, that the possibility is she's there to help up until they really involve in the multiverse, and then when she understands that she has the ability to possibly get her kids, then that's when she turns. 
Um, I think that one's pretty interesting, but at the same time, I mean, it seemed that she had some look of recognition when he mentioned the multiverse, and so maybe it's mentioned in the Darkhold, maybe she has power over it, that wouldn't necessarily surprise me, she's got probably the darkest magic that there is. So it wouldn't necessarily surprise me that she has, if she has some sort of hold in the multiverse, or an ability in the multiverse, but I don't know. It's a weird, a weird thing to be like where she was and where and also i think it's i mean she's moving houses twice feels a little weird because that's not the same house you know what i mean that cabin's not the same as the house that we see her in later on right and i know that sounds weird but i'm like she's a single lady what is she gonna do she isolates herself in both of them so not to mention she's probably back to being public enemy number one if what happened i mean if strange i mean strange should know what happened in westview because of who he is and what he's tapped into yeah but if he knows, what do other people know about Westview? Yeah. So, again, she's... Well, they also have that doctored video of her when yeah. she's, quote-unquote, is breaking in to steal Vision's body. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot that could happen. I don't know. I, I definitely like the theory of the two Wandas, and it makes a lot of sense even to down to the poster. Yeah. But now we it becomes the idea of, okay but which one's which kind of thing that we've seen in the trailer. Yeah. I also want to talk about The Return of Mordo. Which we knew. Yes. We did know that was coming. Yes. I kind of forgot, though. Not I'm lie. not going to lie. I'm actually surprised. I mean, we obviously knew he was coming at the end of Doc- because of the end of Doctor Strange. But I guess my thought was, oh, they're completely either postponing the Mordo storyline or by Mordo because I was like, oh, he's dealing with the multiverse of madness. Yeah, I didn't think Mordo was going to be in quite yeah. as involved. I was like, oh, so we're doing the Mordo thing too. Although That's I guess lot. it is, but I guess it makes sense, especially now more than ever. Mordo's whole thing became about how no one should have the magic to begin right. with. So, I mean, look at these repercussions. The whole point of Multiverse of Madness is going to be touching on, you know, you... And right now, we aren't to address Loki. We aren't to address if Wanda did something in Westview that could have tempered with something. Tempered. Tampered. I don't know why. <laughs> okay. we So we don't necessarily know any of that. We're not even going to address it right now because we do only have the one trailer. I think it's not fair for us to make assumptions. And we'll have a whole predictions episode <laughs> to go into this movie. So my whole point in saying all that is, as of right now, we have to assume Strange is the one who kind of tipped it, I yes. guess, is the best way. I guess going off of kind of what we have said, or what we said in the Spider-Man prediction episode, was, you know, yeah, maybe Loki and Wanda and Sylvie kind of opened them, so now they exist. If we're going to tie this all the way back to Ms. Minutes and her little explanation... We have our line, we have our no-no branches, right? Well, they created no-no branches, but the no-no branches are More not supposed to touch one another. Yeah. And I think what our understanding is, and we could be totally wrong, and we're not physicists by any means. And we have no idea how this multiverse fully works. <laughs> but the way it makes sense in my brain and your brain, Katie, is that what Strange did was find a way to connect them, connect them yeah. to have people from one go to the well, other. Well, he essentially brought a ton of people to one universe, and which I, was theirs. And ours. I want to talk about that. So I know this is about the multiverse in general. So I want to go back to the really big multiversal moment in Spider-Man. Obviously, the whole thing is about the multiverse in the background. But there's one moment where the multiverse takes the foreground. 
two, there's the moment where they have the whole spell starting to go out of the way. I don't think you get a lot of clues there. I no. think that's just really cool visually. Yeah. But the second one, of course, being at the end of the Statue of Liberty scene, where the sky is starting to fracture, and, you know, you're starting to th- open things up. I think visually, to me, that looks like two things. It looks like what we saw outside He Who Remains' window, at episode six of Loki, I think visually, it's very similar. Which is obviously intentional, but I just want to point that out because we're seeing the same thing. So it's it's there. And that's what that was. Right. And also, the way it kind of opens up in fragments reminds me of the universe in which the Watcher was, where he could yep. see into different multiverses from inside his little pocket outside of all universes. Yeah, and it also honestly reminds me a little bit, now that you brought up that area, and, and then I think we that's a good segue right into something we are kind of slightly already talked about. But it also reminds me of when Ultron is fighting the Watcher and they're going through the yeah. timelines. It's breaking glass. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. So that that's, I like that you brought that up. And actually, so bringing up the Watcher and what if, I think the biggest question for a while had always been like, how strongly should we take what if and its repercussions in the full MCU? I think, not that it's not necessarily canon, but I just, don't think we knew what it played into quite as much. And of course, I mean, we see a whole multiversal war, so I don't know if we're going to be kind of seeing if it's being a pick-and-choose kind of thing or not. I'm glad you brought that up because I just had a thought about that. Because I know you keep bringing up the multiversal war and how it's kind of like a huge wrinkle. Yeah. So Ultron hadn't gotten to all universes yet. Here's how we can make the multiversal war work within our what we used to know as the sacred timeline. He just didn't get to us yet. Like, he was out there conquering universes, and they were able to stop him before our universe even knew that he was a problem on the horizon. Yeah, no, I'll take that. So then running off of that, one of the biggest things then is that I think everyone pointed out, because you couldn't miss it, was Evil Strange. Which, not only just Evil Strange being part of the equation, but... The scene where Doctor Strange walks out of the... Why can't I think of it? Sanctum Sanctum. Sanctum, thank you. I was like, well, it's not going to agree. And all that black goo is an exact scene from his What If episode where he walks out and the universe is falling apart. Yeah, and because Midtown, of his, Manhattan is folding in on yes, itself. Yeah, because of the, the Dark Strange from that episode. Now, here's another thing. We see, it's Christine, right? It's been a while yeah. since I've watched, okay. It's like, it's been a while since I watched Doctor Strange. We see Christine getting married, and now my only thought is, this feels out of place. And that is my first thought as soon as I watched the trailer. I was, I was like, what a weird scene. Feels very out of place. My wondering is, does it happen to our Strange? Or is it happening to the other one? And that's you- his, that she doesn't die in this necessarily, or she's with another man. And he can't keep her. Well, right, because if you notice, she's walking past him up the aisle. Yeah. She's not walking to him. Oh, yeah. He's an observer or a what do maybe they call a, attendee at her a wedding. Guest. Yes. <laughs> I was like, I don't, I, I don't know if you're trying to use some other word. Yes, that's what I mean. Attendee so, also worked. So yeah, but it was weirder. <laughs> so that a part of me is almost wondering if. There is a, that's not necessarily our strange, and there's somewhere in there that, because to be fair, they kept saying, and this is why I think it was so important that they were bringing up that her death was like an absolute. Thank you. I still don't get it because our Christine didn't die. I don't either. 
I don't so either. So if it's an absolute in every so universe, what if her, why is but, 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 nothing, you know, I'm sorry, what if Rachel her, McAdams, is nothing against you, but why are you alive? What if her death is not necessarily the absolute, it's him losing her? Mm. And that would explain one of the, in this timeline, or whatever, the timeline where she's getting married, don't know whose it is, he's losing her to another man. He doesn't have her. And cannot have her. Because doesn't, too, the broken watch, isn't that what he looks at? It's his phone. No, 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 no. In the trailer. trailer, Oh, oh, I was like... There's the broken watch. Isn't mm -hmm. that what Strange looks at the night he decides to go try to undo what he did? I believe so, but I only watched the What If episode once, and I do think I'm... Now, because of this, it's... You definitely have to give it a rewatch. It's so important. Yeah, I'll be rewatching it before the movie, for sure. But that's what I... That's why my thought is... Maybe it's it not is. inherently her death that's the absolute. Maybe in that timeline, it was a death. But in other timelines, yeah, he just can't have her. Does the, the, at the time, the Sorcerer Supreme, the Ancient One, does she say her death is an absolute point in time? Or does she say her... Like, loss. Yeah, you losing her. Because that's a very important I, I distinction. I don't remember. I mean, I but don't regardless, either, that's a genuine question. My point, I mean, regardless, even if she does say her death, it could still be, like, in that timeline, it's her death, but in general, it's losing her. You know what I mean? So in yeah. some timelines, she her death is the absolute point, while other timelines, just losing her in general is still going to be, like, he is not meant to be with her regardless. Here's another point to you, though, and it, it could be that, that it's more broad than just death. However, I thought it was interesting because she's not really involved in his shenanigans in Doctor Strange 1. She kind of just like, you're popping in on this magical thing, you freak. And then he's like, whatever. It's like, she just kind of goes for the ride of her life a little bit in that movie. But she is in the multiverse with him and America Chavez in that scene yeah. where he's opening the door. And I was like, oh, you brought Christine, who has but no she magic. She doesn't look like Christine. She looks like she's like red hair. Like, like red, red, red hair. Red no, but like red, red hair. Like MJ from the first Toby red hair. I mean, that could just be the coloring of that scene. Well, if you're going to bring up that scene... Because think about she, think about how Sylvie's hair looked red in, on that planet. That's fair. Although, if you're going to bring up that scene, she's wearing her night... I think it's night nurse suit. That, I don't see that being our Christine. I don't know. I'm just, I, I'm just saying that to say, I think, what if she dies in that scene? I think the hardest part about MOM going into it regardless is... If there are different versions of people, we cannot take the trailer at any point and say this is what's going yeah. on because we don't know what version of anyone we're seeing. At any point in time. No. Yeah. The only one we can maybe is like when he's literally staring his evil self in the eye <laughs> and yeah. we can maybe be like, okay, so that should be ours and yeah. that should be dark. But now Strange. that we know there's a third on the table, who by the way looks very distinct from the other two, so you should be able to tell who number three is, but I say that to say... If there's three, who's to say there's not four, five, six, you know? Yeah. Well, that's that's what I mean. So I think that's that's hard because I it might not be our Christine. And we might be seeing clips from different universes. Yeah. Like I said, immediately I thought that wedding scene was so out of place. Yeah. Because, like, I was watching it and I'm like, okay, multiverse, repercussions, everything. Christine getting married, multiverse, reper I was like, what? What is this? Like, it Unless just that's weird. one of the repercussions. Right, but I mean... I think it's hard because Doctor Strange, when did the first one come out? 2016. That's what I, I was going to say, 2016. It's been f six years. Oh, my God. And I think that's hard because where we saw him and Christine leave off, 
we've gotten nothing yeah. to fill in those blanks. He's been all Mr. Avenger since then. If it's 2016, it's 2024. Is it, though? No, it's still 2020. Oh, yeah, it is it, 2024. It would probably be the beginning of 2024 or the very end of 2023. Yeah. So that is to say as well, maybe she could be getting married and all that, but does Strange care? I don't um, know. Also, he was blipped for five years. Yeah. We don't know if she was. Well, that's why. That's what I mean. Like, you, we don't know any of this. So I just thought, I just thought the scene was weird, and it would make sense to me if... I know, like I said, I haven't seen the What If episode enough times. I only watched it the one time, that, you know, when it was coming out. But it would make sense that the absolute time is more, or, the, yeah, the absolute point in time is more so losing her and not ever having her in, for Doctor Strange than it is so much maybe her death. Yeah. Unless it's, you know, going back to my thought about, and this is the last thing we'll say about the state of Christine, but... Yeah. <laughs> Going back to my point about him being gone for five years, maybe he comes back and she's getting married and he's at the wedding. Well, like, I, maybe I that's was... maybe it's a flashback scene and yeah. she just moved on like a normal person well, would if your boyfriend's yeah, dead for five years. Well, and they weren't even together. But to be fair, like, I also think, either way, I just thought it was very weird because we had, what, maybe 30 to a minute of a trailer and that was the scene they chose to include. Yeah. So that's why, to me, it, it stood out in a weird way. But yeah, no, to your point, I was also thinking that as well. He got blipped, you know, if they were going to work anything out. I mean, he said sayonara for five years. Yeah, so. he went to space and never came back. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, though, two years happened before that. Yeah, I mean, it's... So, and, yeah. and, that, and that's why I... That's the only thing that stinks a little bit about this, is there's been such a... Especially in the MCU itself, such a big time gap between the first and second Doctor Stranges. So even with Mordo coming in, how we were talking about how... You know, it would make sense that he is not happy now more than ever about, you know, the magic. I mean, now look at Dark Strange is going to be there. I'm sure that's part of that. That to me appeared part of Mordo's like anger because yeah. he's like, this is why this is proof that you're like one wrong move could have been. Yeah. Like one a person catastrophe. decides not to be responsible and look at what you've done. Exactly. And in fact, not just any person, you. Exactly. I want to go back to Evil Doctor Strange, though, for a moment, because what confuses me, and I was tweeting about this the other day, is that, yes, he's evil in the show for a period, but then he recognizes the wrong of his ways. I don't think he's the show's Doctor Strange. But that's what I want to know. I don't think he is, because the show's Doctor Strange is fighting Ultron indefinitely. Vision Ultron. Ultron oh, Vision. yes. Ultra that's Vision? right. <laughs> I don't know. There's They're a name. In that little globe. Yeah. Because that's the Watcher's form of punishment for him, but he's a, he accepts it. Right. Because okay. it's the only way to keep, like, you know, Ultron from not ruining the world or, like, the existence of human Interesting beings. that we saw Strange do the exact same thing then to his spell in No Way Home. Yeah. Same move. Yeah. So that's why it's a dark... That's why I think everyone... It's a dark Doctor Strange, but it isn't directly from the show. I think the show is just to show one of the possibilities. That one happened to have a redemption arc. This one maybe doesn't or didn't have it yet. But it's not the same one. If we want to call the show one Doctor Strange number four, it's not Doctor Strange number four. So it's a mysterious number two. Well, it's still evil strange, but yeah, it's a mysterious number two. Gotcha. Which makes sense. I mean... It shows very clearly how easy it was for him to make one move 
and it changes everything. That's the whole premise of what if, obviously. But like, there are moments I feel in every hero's, and I think we we might have talked this, about this during Hawkeye. And if we didn't, I know I said it to Taylor. No, we talked about it during Hawkeye okay. for sure. Okay, because I was like, I know I said it to her several times throughout watching the show of Hawkeye. There are several times that a hero faces that I can choose to be a hero. I could choose to be a villain. And that, and being a villain might even just mean stepping away and just, just allowing, doing the right yeah, thing. A- yeah, allowing something terrible to happen. I mean, if for an example of this, Wanda in Age of Ultron would have been that moment of, I mean, Hawkeye even says it to her, you know, you step out these doors, you're an Avenger, but that's your choice kind of thing. So there's that moment. Doctor Strange's is very clearly that moment, whether or not he chooses to use the Eye of Agamotto, which is obviously the Time Stone, to try to prevent Christine's death or not. And that's in the show. I think in general, the having that power, Doctor Strange is a selfish man. Yeah. He <laughs> like, is Tony Stark. Yeah. he. But the problem for Doctor Strange is he never had the cave moment. That somewhat humbled. I mean, he him. had the he had the car moment, but it, one could but argue it, that's his cave moment, right? But then uh, then he got all this power afterwards in, in a different sense. Like t- while Tony had his moments, he never he he faltered after that. Doctor Strange didn't, you know, and he he you could tell even when he was recovering, he was still such a poop hole. Yeah, like I, and the way he treated Christine, everything while he was injured. Like I get it, but like you see two different paths there. So, I don't know, for me, I, I kind of just, he wouldn't have surprised me if he used the stone for other purposes, if he chose, and I think in different universes, he probably was always faced with some sort of, you know, if I could go back to, I mean, to be fair, in what if he lost Christine, but in ours, he still lost her in a sense, I mean, becoming Doctor Strange didn't necessarily make it better, they're, they're already failing relationship. I mean, he lost everything he knew. He lost just being the doctor he was. Because no one knows he's Doctor Strange out here, like, doing what he's doing. Yeah. You know? He liked the notoriety of being, he was, what, a brain surgeon? Of being, like, the best brain surgeon in the world. Yes. Exactly. So, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he was faced with the dilemma before. Our Doctor Strange maybe walked away. The, obviously, the one from What If didn't. And that might be that defining moment each time is that he makes that choice or he doesn't make that choice. Yeah. So. I'll be very interested to see how many versions of Doctor Strange actually show up in this movie and how many times Benedict Cumberbatch actually gets a credit. <laughs> yeah, because we do at least see two. And now we might have that possible third. Yeah. So it might be Doctor Strange, Benedict Cumberbatch. Doctor Strange, Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> many times. It's like the Peter Parker Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield. Yeah. Peter Parker Spider-Man, Tony McGuire. Peter Parker Spider-Man, Tom Holland. <laughs> like, it's, I, I, I had to laugh at that. But, yeah, so, I mean, it's it's a complicated trailer. It is. It's a very complicated trailer. One thing, sorry, I want to go back to the, I knew there was something that was still haunting me about Do- evil Doctor Strange. The tentacles. So, are they coming out of him? Because if so, he's more like our what-if Doctor Strange. Oh, but I, if it's I not, don't necessarily are think- they alluding to Captain Carter's beast? Personally, I see it more probably, I'm going to call it relating more to just our Doctor Strange from What If, because obviously we literally see him in order to get his power, turn himself into like 30 different animals, and it's very weird, but whatever. And like I said, I mean, that version of Doctor Strange went to the multiversal war. 
there's no saying another universe is Doctor Strange. Because keep in mind, what they say one one thing could change an entire storyline, right? Okay, well, what happens if two things happen? We see in the multiversal war, they take him out of that universe. That's how he redeems himself. Right. So my point being, there is very possibly another universe where all the same things happen, but he doesn't get taken out. Maybe he destroys his universe. Maybe during the war, it opens up the ability for him to leave. Like, there's all sorts of stuff going on. It's very possible that the same mistake can be made by Doctor Strange in, like, two different universes. Maybe just later in that universe, someone else changed part of their storyline. Yeah. You know, there's no saying that there wasn't one fracture here and another fracture later on. Like, Captain Carter's storyline could be the same as Doctor Strange's if we wanted it to be. There's no saying that her being Captain America affected how he became Doctor Strange. Not at all. Right. So they could have happened on the same timeline, for an example. Oh, I see what you're yeah. saying. But okay. he was not the Doctor Strange then pulled for the multiversal war, so he never had the rede- like the redemption arc. He never got stuck fighting Ultron, because there's only one that we can be sure of. There was only one that got stuck in the globe thingy fighting Ultron. Right. So Can I just say the multiverse hurts my brain? Oh, it hurts mine. There's really not a way to explain it, is the worst part. I love all these movies. I love everything we're getting, but I'm always confused. Yeah. I speak confidently, but it's mostly just to convince myself. Yeah, I mean, they really dumbed down Spider-Man for us. I really thank them for that. (laughs) Because I don't think I could have actually managed them trying to explain everything down to the tiniest detail. I really appreciate Doctor Strange just being my personal multiverse tutor. Like, that needed to happen, and I'm grateful for it. Yeah, and I mean, I I just think it... It helps me to know that, like, I didn't have to think too hard for Spider-Man, especially, because I don't think that the point of Spider-Man was never about the multiverse in the sense of... No, the multiverse was a means to an end. Yes. But it wasn't... And that was what surprised me about the movie, because everybody was like, the multiverse, the multiverse, the multiverse, and I thought it was going to be front and center, and I'm not disappointed that it wasn't. I was glad they were almost able to be like, so we're going to confirm for you that the multiverse is open... But we're going to put that to the side for now, and here's some fun shenanigans. Although I have to say, it's funny, because while Loki messed around with Sylvie, well, <laughs> <laughs> well, that ha- that happened, but while Loki and Sylvie were messing around in the sense of messing up the multiverse, or opening it, Wanda might have been doing something with a Nexus event, it all comes down to Peter, <laughs> because he didn't get into college. And that's really what it, if you really yeah. break it down. And all because... Really, the real root of this problem is MJ didn't take down the Halloween lights. Yeah, yeah. At its very core. Take down your Halloween so decorations, can I, people. Yeah, can I blame MJ for the multiverse now? She's gone now, so we can blame her all we want. Okay, then I'm blaming MJ now for the multiverse. But I think this is going to be hard, too, because this film this film is going to be like a lot of the films we saw in uh, Phase 4 so far. We are going to have no clue what's going on in this film (laughs) until we're watching the film. And even even then, (laughs) there is no guarantee. And my biggest thing with it is I just hope there's a slightly better explanation on what's going to happen now because theoretically, we saw, okay, Peter, everyone forgot you. Everything's normal. (laughs) So theoretically, we saw everything get fixed at the end of Spider-Man. So it's going to be now I need to understand why it's all breaking again. Because maybe it's like once you open it, you can like band aid it, but you can't quite like sew it back up. Well, yeah. unless you like really get in there. Yeah, I don't know. That's my point. So like, I I'm gonna 
gonna need a big explanation from this movie, especially because I know they're bringing in a lot of people for cameos, which I'm so excited about. But it stresses me out. I'm so excited to see a bunch of dead characters and characters from the 2000s movies and also Loki. But it's, like, so stressful. I'm, At the same time, because... Beyond stressed. We, honestly, I don't expect to see that much more footage. I don't either. They're just gonna keep recutting this over and over again. Like they've done for the last three... Every movie that came out this... No, three movies, because, you know, Black Widow, they basically told us the whole movie because they had two years' worth of marketing. Yeah. Which, I mean, whatever it is. That's that, I mean, they couldn't really not do that, unfortunately. But the one. other three, it's the same footage cut over and over and over yeah. again. So I'm not expecting a ton of new information between now and May, what, 5th or 6th? I was just about to ask you one because I was just about to stress about the date for a hot sec. Yes, early May. <laughs> and I'm trying not to think about how far away that feels. It'll go fast, but... I don't expect to see a lot more footage, if I'm being honest. Um, yeah. I just think we're going to be in for a very wild ride. And I think we said this earlier, we don't obviously usually like to go in to trailers too much. Unfortunately, Spider-Man, I should say unfortunately, but like fortunately, but unfortunately, Spider-Man was so big and heavy that, I mean, obviously, if you guys saw the podcast and listened to the podcast, pretty long podcast for us. Yeah. But it was Spider-Man No Way Home. Like, this is probably one of the more anticipated films, like, even over, like, Infinity War and Endgame. I would say this They this didn't break was, Fandango. Yeah. This broke Fandango. Yeah. And, like, every AMC, every every ticketing site was broken for we Spider-Man. We couldn't even get in the next week. Yeah, we were struggling. We went to go see it the Thursday after, so a week after it came out, to see it a second time, and we were struggling to get tickets for that as well. Yeah, we had to go see it in 3D, which, like, wasn't the issue. worst thing, but, but, like, it happened. Yeah, like, you still couldn't just, like, walk in and see it. Like, it, people were still Which, seriously buying up tickets. Yeah, I mean, when we saw Far From Home, we saw it, it opened weirdly on a Tuesday, because it was, I remember Oh, because July 4th. Yeah, July 4th weekend. So, we saw it opening Tuesday, and then we went back the next Tuesday, because our yeah. local theater has, like, $5 shows. So yeah. we were like, heck yeah, $5 Tuesdays. And we got, like, we had no... We were like, in no problem. I don't even think we got our seats ahead of time. Like, I genuinely think we walked in and we're I like, hey, we, too. we just won two for this movie and yeah. we just picked our I seats. I think there were 15, 20 people in the theater. Yeah. It was, like, empty. Yeah. So, this is not a normal occurrence. Exactly. So... Even for Marvel movies. Uh, so, obviously, that podcast was fairly long and you just... When you put a trailer in the end credit scenes, you just can't really talk about it. Yeah. And, and to what we said before, you know, this movie, No Way Home had so much going on that the multiverse was, like, on back the back burner. burner. It yeah. was a secondary plot line. It was a plot device and nothing more. So we wanted to give the multiverse, which is going to be really the focus of at least the next movie, if not potentially more, in the MCU, a little bit more time to breathe and a little bit more time to explain where we think it's going. There's What one- we're going to be seeing in this film, because this <clears throat> could be the culminating point for the multiverse, and we might just see... Like waves afterwards. That's like what a I ripple to talk about. Like, okay, we finally got the multiverse. This is so exciting. Are we are almost done with it already? Yeah, yeah, like that to me. You know, we know by the end of the year, by the end of the MCU year, twenty twenty four, that it's done because Hawkeye's not worried about it. Yeah. So you know, is it one of those things where they Although, use it in order to reboot a bunch of franchises? I'm going to slightly off, counterpoint like, that a little bit just because, to be fair, Marvel's done a really big and hefty job keeping some of the mystical away from the boots on the ground. To be fair, Wanda was out here doing Westview. We don't hear anything about it in The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, and they're not far apart. We don't hear anything about it from Hawkeye. Clint was there for Wanda for through a lot. So 
they have purposely kept some of this stuff away, and a lot of the boots on the ground connect, a lot of the mystical connect, but not... I think the only time we really have seen the overlap has been in Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah. And that's just because all the heroes were coming in. That was the whole point of it. Oh, and Civil War a little bit, but that was, again, because all the heroes were coming in. So they they purposely keep things out of the conversation. There's, I mean, like, what is what is Clint going to do? Oh yeah. my god, the, the, the sky is shattering. Kids get in the house. Like, <laughs> like what is he going to do if yeah. the multiverse is opening? You I'm know? glad you brought up the sky shattering thing, though, because there is one thing that I want to go in a little deeper on related to Spider-Man and the multiverse. And I think we might have talked about this in the Spider-Man episode, but let's talk about who was coming out, what we the did, figures yeah. were. Okay, so if that's One how- of them was mysterious. Yes. yes. We did not talk about that. And I want to talk about that relating to multiverse and madness for a reason. I think this was likely in a predictions episode. It was mentioned somewhere. If not in an episode, it was on a blog post. Mysterio in the comics is known to be someone who travels through the multiverse and is from a different universe to begin with. So to me, seeing, you know, him come through, does it mean that it could just have been Quentin back from another universe himself that isn't, like, mystical? It's still the same kind of idea that we had him, just kind of, like, using drones? Possibly. Because, you know, who knows? He's not from our universe, obviously. He wouldn't be coming through. But it opens the possibility that it was the Quentin Beck that actually is really mystical, actually has powers, and actually lives in a different universe and does all the things that Quentin said that he does, but he doesn't do. Yeah. So it's possible it would have actually been a more comic book accurate version of him coming through. And I want to talk about it in the Multiverse of Madness because... Why show that if there's not going to be a result from that? Yeah. And I mean, yes, he went back because they all went back. But think of everyone else who came through. Rhino, we saw already. Craven's coming. Yeah. Like, who else was there? There were... Didn't we see a scorpion? Scorpion. Probably coming. We've been hinted at it before. Yeah. So everyone else. Mysterio's the only one that's an odd one out because we've only seen him in our universe. And he's dead. And he wouldn't be coming from well, another he's not universe. dead. Well, but he's not, he wouldn't be coming from another universe. Right. To right. come to our universe when he lives in our universe. Unless the dead is, like, the undead is its own universe, which I feel like there's probably a Marvel Zombie. world for that. <laughs> yes, and don't they have some sort of, don't you dare say what I think you might say after I say this, don't they have some sort of, like, death figure? I thought you were going to say Mephisto. I was just, I was, <laughs> I was trying to, but I, all that came to my mind was Morbius. <laughs> I was like, it was like, it's not Morbius, it's not Morbius. I mean, Mephisto. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are, one year later, January. Honestly, would I be surprised if Mephisto showed up? No. No. <laughs> not. But no, I, and that's why my point being, too, is there are a lot of figures, too, that theoretically could have come through, went back, but who knows? If it's still broken, you don't know who's been coming through. Yeah. So that's kind of the big point. And obviously Mephisto is an interesting character because of his tie to the multiverse itself in the actual comics, not the one we saw in the MCU. Not Mephisto. Not Mephisto. Mysterio. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I've been between Mephisto, Mysterio, Mobius, and Morbius. Marvel's making it very difficult. I've also been doing this all night. I've been having conversations with people all night, and I'm like saying all the wrong names, <laughs> and I don't even realize I'm saying it. But yeah, so I don't know. That seems like an interesting thing to include as well. So 
there's a lot of big stuff coming up with the multiverse. I hope they don't do it as like a flash in the pan. I think this is going to be the culminating point, and I think we're going to see the ripples after. I'm fine with that. Because I, I Basically, think... Basically, as long as they can bring in the X-Men and the Fantastic Four and tie it into the old stuff... Well, I think we always thought this was going to be the culminating point regardless. I mean, it's quite literally called the multiverse of madness, you know? So I think this was always assumed to be the culminating point of the multiverse itself. And that's why I think a big reason Spider-Man came first, and not even because of the plot and how it leads into it, but because they didn't want the chaos and then randomly be like, oh, but here's three Spider-Man. Yeah. You know, like they wanted to give us the calm before the storm, if you will. Yeah. And I think, you know, what I, when I, when I say I don't want the multiverse to go away, what I really mean is I don't care how you do it. Just bring Natasha back. That wasn't going to be my <laughs> It's mine. But the multiverse opens so many opportunities and possibilities. Yeah. And I, as someone who really likes things to fall into place, don't like pretending that an entire decade's worth of movies and large amount of television shows do not exist. To me, it just hurts my head. Especially when you brought in Matt Murdock and you brought in three Spider-Men. You know, you already opened that door. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm saying, all you gotta do is throw me a little bone, tell me the Fantastic Four, not the second one. The first, I mean, I guess if you're gonna do the first one, you gotta do the second one. Tell me they're all canon, and then reboot them in my universe. Oh, but that's weird too, because of what they did with Pietro. That's so weird now. Why? Because they did the Pietro. Uh, did I say X Men? I meant Fantastic Four. Maybe you said it. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I think I said Fantastic Four. I think you said X Men. Well, I meant- although to be Chris has said he wants to come back as the. I Torch. know, and we also have Killmonger. Yeah. Anyway, I feel like you said X. <laughs> I don't even know. What I, I don't said. know what you said. We'll anymore find it out. I zoned out slightly. Today. But I was gonna. But. I thought you were talking about the... Maybe I filled in the blank because I thought you were talking about the X-Men well, because saying, they also it also applies to them yes, as well. there's Fantastic Four. There's the X-Men franchise, which Where there's has two been of, 20 years. Yeah, and there's two remakes of both of those. Yeah. There's the original there's, and the remake. I there's should say the, two remakes, but you know The Blade I mean. trilogy, yeah. which we're getting a new Blade, so why not just canonize the old Blade? Yeah. There's the first Daredevil. There's... They did Punisher already. There's yeah. how many Hulks, you know... I'm not saying we need to bring them all in for, like, they're all, like, continue all of them like they want to continue. Possibly Andrews. Yeah. Like, which I'm, not saying, I'm a voting for. I'm not saying you need to do that, especially because some of these movies are going on 20 years old. Yeah. And, like, the people who play them, it doesn't make sense anymore. But all I'm saying is make them all canon. Just show them once. Make um, them canon. Redo them your way. And then everybody, and, and the shows, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I need them to justify bringing back Hugh Jackman. (laughs) Okay, yes. For sure. Also, I think another really stellar... People have been saying this online, and I tend to agree, even though I haven't really watched a ton of the newer X-Men. People have really talked about James McAvoy Mm -hmm, and... mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Oh my god, mm -hmm. the guy who plays Magneto. I know exactly who you mean. Yes, I'd be here for them. Yeah. Because I love them. And also, you know, there are have been some really good casting choices done over the last 20 years that sadly, in went some ways, waste. yes, yeah. went to waste because they're not part of the MCU. So I say all that to say, and I go on this whole rant because I tweeted about it at least once a day, the multiverse gives us options to make everything in its own tangential way canon. 
that's all I want, so I don't have to pretend these things don't exist. I think we'll be seeing the ripple effect, and we'll see that in the sense, because I think it's going to be a lot weirder to do something like, okay, not necessarily the X-Men, because I could see them doing their own origin with that. Ooh, really? Because of Wanda. They could do something that's never been done before and actually show the X-Men being created. Yes, yeah. Because she does that. And that's now fair. they brought her into being the Scarlet Witch. I could see that happening. And it doesn't need to... I'm sorry, I'm just... I'm really stuck on this now. It doesn't need to decanonize the no. first two iterations because they're in a different no. universe. But I don't see them bringing people necessarily fully back from them. No, just that's because. Fine. But I could see it being a way to excuse how the Fantastic Four just kind of show up. I still think that was Monica's friend. I'm telling you, it was Reed Richards. <laughs> they never told me it wasn't. Therefore, it is. Well, I could still see that being, though, part of how they get brought in is because of the multiverse. That would not necessarily surprise me that they get brought into our universe and never go back. Not necessarily the ones could be a new casting. I just don't necessarily see them doing another reboot of the Fantastic Four. Well, because they didn't do it with Tom. I think they, I feel like they think their limit is two. Like, you know, we'll let other studios do one, reboot it, and then we'll come in with, like, a backdoor and, like, actually make them comic book appropriate. Yeah, I just don't see them going, doing the whole, they went to space, this happened, blah blah blah, they yeah. came back, they had power. I, I don't see them I doing it again. I never watched the reboot. Is that I didn't what they either. did in that I'm one? assuming. Because yeah. that's usually what they do. They just remake the whole movie. But I don't see them necessarily doing that. The difference with the mutants is because they have the Scarlet Witch and that's never been done before. Yeah. I could see them Well, making... nobody has ever had all the rights under one house at one time before. Like, well, now. yeah, so I could see them having her make the mutants and we actually get the full real origin story of most of the mutants. And then for the Fantastic Four, I see them maybe they're just like one of the ripple effects of people who happen to have come through from a different universe. I Maybe recasted, fair. But, hopefully recasted. Well, it would have to be, because I don't see Michael B. Jordan coming back in, and they're not going to recast the early 2000 ones. You have a Captain America who looked exactly like Johnny Storm. Yeah, so that <laughs> like, has to be... Well, not even that, but... Chris is also, like, 15 years older. Yeah, I mean, those came out... I mean, I have to think that that first one is going on 20 years old. I would have to. I think it was around the first Spider-Man, but I don't remember. I just rewatched them not that long ago, but I don't remember. Yeah. And I mean, Silver Surfer was only a couple years later, so yeah. they're at least 15, 20 years old. I don't think I've actually ever seen Silver Surfer. I actually quite liked it. For the longest time, it was never on any streaming, so I just, I don't know why that one wasn't, but... Rights are weird. I know. Rights are so weird. But yeah, so those are my thoughts. The multi, like, like we said at the beginning of this, the multiverse is weird, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is going to be weird, and we're not going to get... And three hours of weird. Yeah, and we're not going to get a lot of hints going into it. But to our point, there was just so much happening in Spider-Man, it wasn't fair to try to wrap in Multiverse of Madness's trailer into it. For one, to take away from Spider-Man, I think, a little too much, which it needed much... Look, it needed the whole hour and a half of conversation. (laughs) And even then, that was only probably, like, half our thoughts. Yeah. But this is also weird. I mean, we just went on an hour-long rant about how... Like, how this trailer is, and how wonky, and how there might be several versions of people, and... And the fact that, like, movies from when we were toddlers might actually be now part of the MCU. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, because that's really the biggest effects of the multiverse. Won't be, like, necessarily the characters brought in as it is to prove whether or not these movies should be considered canon. And shows. And shows. I just want to, because Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I just... Clark Gregg. 
Clark Gregg and Ming-Na Wen. Yeah, but there's nothing the necessarily saying Daisy. that's not canon. Because that one's not as much multiverse linked because it's literally linked to the MCU. Yeah, but if you've ever... I know you've not watched the show, but for any of you who have, you know that some of the crap that happens in that show is Avengers-level stuff. And the fact that there's, like, no Avengers characters with the exception of Lady Sif who pops in every once in a while, like, it's just not... It's not happening. Well, regardless, I I think that's the biggest thing, and that's why we wanted to make this episode, especially right after Spider-Man, because this is, like, an extension of Spider-Man yeah, because the, the trailer... it's the gateway to the real multiverse. Yeah, cause the, and the trailer was included as an end credit, and we couldn't talk about this one. We, got, we could talk about the first one, couldn't really talk about this one without adding another 30, 45 minutes. Or in this hour. case, nearly an hour. <laughs> yeah. So it's been crazy, but we're super excited. Quick programming update for you all. So we have talked about all of the greatness that was going to be January. Then Sony rained on our parade and moved Morbius yeah. to, I believe, April 1st. No, it was not an April's Fool's joke. Disappointing. I thought about it for a second, then I was like, no, it's on all of their socials. So, yes, Mo- Morbius, not Mobius, Morbius has now been moved to April 1st. There's some rumors going on around there that, around, that... Why it's been moved. Yes, some say COVID, which is logical. Some say... Spider-Man's still doing so well. I mean, it's still topping box offices. Yeah, that they might just be riding the wave. They don't want to over... They don't essentially don't want to fight themselves. Don't want to cannibalize, which makes sense. The third and most exciting being that perhaps Andrew Garfield is going to have a little uncredit scene and they need some time to go ahead and film that and edit it and get it And in I'd be film. here for that. I'm really into that theory because the other two make me sad or are just boring. So... <laughs> That all, if you say all that to say, our January is going to look a little different. You're obviously listening to this episode, first week of January. We're going to move into our every two week mode until we get either a show or are moving into a movie time. So in two weeks, we'll be continuing our Spider-Man content with a nice little debate with a guest for, for the first time ever. We're trying something new for 2022. We're going to have a third person join us on the podcast and we'll introduce him during that episode, but we're going to debate who the best Spider-Man is without throwing shade at any of them because they all are valid and lovely and amazing and we love them all. Or at least our personal favorites and why. Yes. As I don't think, I'm going to preface now, I don't think you can pick a best. Yeah. Best in our own personal opinion. And favoritism why. Yeah. why. Okay. Not Fair. so much. there Because they all have merit for different reasons and that's what I love the most about, but not what I love the most about No Way Home because everything is amazing in No Way Home. One of the many things I loved about No Way Home was that they didn't pit them against each other. They were like, you're all cool. valid and amazing. And you know, it, it felt like a, an episode that needed to be made just because to be fair... I think it's always been the debate ever yes. since Tom came in and you now had three Spider-Men. So I think it's always been the debate since like 2016. But now obviously we saw all three of them. We saw them in the film together. We saw them all doing their own respective Spider-Man moves and everything oh, else. That um, scene on the Statue of Liberty <laughs> literally gives me life. But I, I, so with that, and I think because it's such a debate online, I think it was only fair for us to give our own two cents on who we personally thought is the best and or is our favorite. This does not mean we're right and no one is going to be claiming to be right. I might claim to be right, but I... <laughs> you always do. And sometimes I'm very right. So. <laughs> but regardless, it'll be a good time for everyone to kind of just hear some of our thoughts along with our guest thoughts on why we are picking the Spider-Man we're picking. Yes. And then, like I said, we're going to be in that, you know, every two-week mode, so we won't be coming at you guys with as much content until... 
Marvel comes at us with more content, but we have some other fun things planned for you in February and going into March. Fingers crossed that there's a show for March, TBD. We will keep you guys updated on what's coming up on our docket and all of that good stuff. You can always check us out. On the blog, we have a calendar page. We try to keep that as updated as possible so you know when to expect content and what that content will be. Speaking of the blog, please make sure to go ahead and give it a follow so that you know whenever we are posting, we have lots of extra context and content on there to give you guys the information that you need going into movies or coming out of them. And hopefully you enjoy reading that as a supplement to listening to our episodes. If you are a fan of our episodes, please subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform. And if you so choose, you can also give us a rating and a review and tell your friends about us. That would be awesome. And then make sure you guys are checking out the Twitter, following the Twitter. It's Let's Talk MFT. We tweet everything, essentially. So all new episodes of the podcast will go up on there, and along with the blogs, links to all of them. We also put our own theories along with sharing some other people's or some of our thoughts in response to other people's. So really anything you need is in one spot on the Twitter, so definitely go check that out. And Marvel just blew your mind, so let's talk about it.